Welcome to the um, the Invigi podcast. Yep, that's the thing we do. It has um, there's music at the beginning. Who's we? I I'll get to that. It's not to be honest. It's not really relevant. Also, that other voice you heard, ignore it for now. Um, we do a podcast <laughs> about video games. Majority, um, a lot of storytelling, um, and stuff. It's really good. Yeah, you should listen to it. Oh, you are listening to it. <laughs> Welcome. Um, my name is Will, and my co-host um, is... I'm Dave. Uh, yeah, he has, he has and a that's, name. And that's Will. He's a billionaire in training. It says so on his shirt. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'd like to first start off this episode by talking about how... <laughs> Go on. I... How I hate speculations um, uh, okay. on creative other people's creative endeavors. So I will probably be doing my best to avoid speculating um, during this episode. Dude, oh, okay actually, you know that. what I forgot to say? What's that? What it's about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake today. And uh, this is like a behind-the-scenes thing. We do record a little bit in advance and mm-hmm. like around, I think, for Jump Fest. Uh, there's going to be a new trailer so it'll probably have a little bit uh, it might come out around the same time as this podcast oh we might get a just kidding because that's <laughs> speculation that's true um, well you know I was thinking about your whole thing was spe- speculation and, uh, and and I wasn't really trying to bring in loss to this but I wonder if that's one of the reasons that you didn't really like that show because part of it is it's a mystery and so a lot of it's the fun is speculating what the heck's going to happen. So it's not that I don't like mysteries. I think for this one, in this case, or in in the case of video games, movies, TV shows, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, if it's a mystery, that's one thing. Okay. You speculate. That's how you. That's how you watch a mystery. That's what right. you're supposed to do, right? If it's like a if it's like a video game based on trailers and stuff like that, and you and then you're sitting there speculating what they're going to do next, what they're going to show, what they're going to do, I feel like one of the things it does is it actually like ruins the experience going into the game. Like for Kingdom Hearts three, I had no preconceived notions, no speculation as to what I thought the game was going to be about. I was just I went into it and I was happy to be there. You know what I mean? And I think that when when you don't establish so many expectations, you can actually sit down and enjoy something. And I think that's probably like my biggest thing, especially for things like this, which already hold a special place in my heart. Final Fantasy VII, that is. Um, like, if I speculate what they're going to add, what they're going to take away, how it's going to be, um, um, I mean, how am I how much am I going to enjoy something? Then I'm just like, I'm, I'm partially like setting myself up for failure because nothing oh, that fair. somebody else will do will ever match up to exactly what yeah, I think yeah, it should yeah, be. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, nothing ever. I don't know. That's not true. I was going to say nothing really matches my expectations, but there's definitely... But <laughs> hey, the thing is, I don't typically vocalize it. Of of course, we as a human being, of course, I'm thinking about things that I want it to have, yeah. but I'm not expecting it to be there. So if it's there, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. But if I, it's not, then I'll just be like, of course. I mean, it's what I wanted, but you know, it's not what they had in mind. And I can I can look at it that way, as opposed to the other people who will be like, I really wanted it to be like this, and then when they get it, you know, it's negative five stars because it wasn't exactly what they yeah. had expected. I think that I need to start having negative speculation speculation on everything because it seems like every time I do that and um it comes out good, I'm always like, that was good job, people. That looked like garbage, and I'm oh, 
Good job. Right? Here's the thing. Okay. Think. Of, look at it like this. So, I know we, we do record episodes in advance. Um, mm. But, so, this will kind of date the time frame. A uh, trailer came out for the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, speaking of which. It did? Mm-hmm. Um, a new one came out. It was a. Uh, it's a. It's a, like two minutes long, and they finally showed the Square Enix characters again. Oh, um, what? Yeah, they showed Aerith, um, Yuffie, and and uh, Leon, aka Squall. Oh, um, those dirty. Something. And they hit you with the good music and stuff like that. And you know what I did? I watched it and I go, hmm. And like that's all. And then of course you see. But they're saving. Uh, they saved the Final Fantasy characters for the DLC because you know you know everyone's going to be like, oh, I want that. Exactly. But the Those thing is, jerks. The thing is, I'm not worried about that at all. My thing was, my reaction to it was, hmm, cool. Whereas you know the majority of the comments are, oh my gosh, this and this and this, and oh my gosh, this is everything that I've been. Oh, blah blah blah. blah. Knowing good and well, those people will be the first people disappointed by it. You know what I mean? Because oh, man, they, I can't wait they to be see disappointed. something. Of course, I'm all over. I'm it. sure you will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, that right there is like the perfect example for me of why I don't like to speculate yeah. or why I don't like. Pretty much, speculation to me is getting my hopes up, and I'd rather not I do that it. when it comes to. You don't want to set yourself up for failure. There you go. In a sense. In a sense, yeah. Well, because okay, so if you get your hopes all the way up for something, mm-hmm. and then you get disappointed, there's a long way to fall. Oh, I, I you know I and suppose then, for me like for when I'm going to say when I'm going to speculate in this, it's not right. like it, I don't think the speculation will have anything to do with whether it's going to be good or bad or anything like that. It'll just be speculation on hmm, I wonder if this will be a thing, you know. Right. Well, I mean, that that's one thing. That's not to me that's not speculation. Oh, that's okay. more or less um like there's okay, speculation to me and I guess so I'm like, definitely like like honing in on very specific things but speculation to me is like expecting certain things to happen i mean i expect this to be the greatest final fantasy game ever the thing is i don't i actually i actually have the the idea i have of this game is that it will be it's a new game built in the world um that many people love but to be an introduction a new introduction to mm-hmm. the final fantasy series again i mean because if you think about it final fantasy 7 when we talked about it before was like almost like was like the world's like reintroduction to final fantasy 6 was good and a lot of people bought 6 and well, a lot of people you mean wait which one Final Fantasy VI was good, and a lot of yeah. people bought it, and they and they really like and they played it a lot. Right. But with the PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy was like reintroduced to the world as like this. Well, I don't know if it was reintroduced as much as well, it was just the way I the, when introduced. I, when I say reintroduced, I <laughs> I guess yeah, I yeah, guess introduced. I mean, realistically, I mean, um, well, I say reintroduced because I feel like there was still there's still a whole bunch of people who had just played six, you know, mm-hmm. that had just okay. and and I say reintroduced because like. Those people were given a new perspective on what their Final Fantasies could be. And then everybody else who hadn't seen it before, myself included, were like, holy crap, what is this? And realizing that it was the seventh one in the saga, mm. uh, in the, in the in this uh, anthology of games, like then y- you go backwards and you're like, holy crap. And Oh, know, yeah, I always forget about that, you know, for the American audience with it being Final Fantasy 3 and then it's all of a sudden Final Fantasy 7. Right. And then, and then again, like I said, it breathed new life into in 
and again, these are a lot. Of, these are all my opinions, but it breathed new life into the into your, uh, JRPG genre, or even just RPGs in general. Um, in terms of showing, first of all, the FMBs were mm-hmm. told everybody, "Hey, it set the standard. These things can. Get, oh my gosh! Forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, story. Yes, we can keep this game going for forty hours, and you don't get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I think it's actually thirty-five or something like that, or thirty-eight or whatever. Anyways, um, and then like. All that on top of that, it actually can be a game. Whereas JRPGs used to be kind of like a, a niche thing that people got into. And that like it, it, you only played JRPGs if you were a nerd. Mm-hmm. But Final Fantasy VII like, appealed to a lot of people. Right. And it wasn't necessarily... It was, the, just, it was so weird to me, even at the time. I'm like, what? Who? These people are playing this? That's so weird. Yeah. Or, or when you say... Um, uh, what kind of games do you even play? And then they say, "Oh, I play Final Fantasy." And you're like, "Which Final Fantasy?" The first one is usually always mentioned is seven. Yeah. Um, there are a couple people that came in. Like, if you talk to them, and they're like new gamers or whatever. They came in maybe on thirteen mm. because it was on Xbox, so it made it more accessible. Um, at the time, um, it's a little bit like like what comic book movies have done for comics in a way. Yeah, it's like kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um. So it's funny. I kind of just like took the reins on this whole intro no, here. Um, and I, I mean, I had another intro and we'll probably dive into that a little bit. But Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so pretty much I'd just like to say that I'm not really going to speculate on what I what I think is going to be or what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mainly based on the fact that I have played the game. These things will probably be included. Is, is worries part of speculation? Um, well, I think the worries on game development, especially remakes and even remasters, really, mm-hmm. um, is always going to be a thing. Um, and I think... How do you feel about that, speculating on that, though? Um, I, I actually, I think that's a, a good way to temper your expectations. Okay, that's, um, okay. And, well, that's perfect. Yeah, so that's, yeah. a, that's a segue into <laughs> what I was originally going to start off with. Okay. So, have you ever heard of environmental psychology? how the environment affects the way you think about things? Yeah, basically. Uh, environmental psychology is a direct study of the re- relationship between an environment and how that affects its inhabitants, which essentially what you said. Right. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, like the, the idea that if you put more parks in the inner city, it's mm-hmm. supposed to encourage people to be more community-based. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, if, if you're living in an apartment, you, you don't necessarily care as much about, you know, its surroundings because it's not like your right it's you live there but it's not your but if possession. the apart- but if the apartment complex is av- if they advertise a community area then you're more apt to participate in certain things right if the if it is done okay yeah, yeah pretty much that uh I'll, yeah i'll just give it like the short version of it because we had kind of a long intro uh so it is what it is. kind of related to that so with the original final fantasy 7 when they were in the slums mm-hmm. like it looked dirty i remember there was like the little tutorial area like you it's it was like all these all this junk stacked up and mm-hmm. inside there was like a cave or whatever but when you look at the the videos for the remake and i don't i don't think you've really looked at that many of them i've only seen like two of the trailers yeah but like the slums it just kind of looks like a kind of looks like a western town it doesn't really seem that run down it just kind of doesn't it just doesn't seem like it has the technology of you know of the big city it just looks like it's like an, a western country town and and I st- uh i still think a lot of what we see is still mm-hmm. only bits because you remember yes. 
there's a lot to what we, um, there's a lot. Okay. So one of the things I, I remembered about Final Fantasy seven is that when you play through the first part of the game, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many times, or sorry, when you, when you play, when you finish the game and you go through the first part of the game again, right. It gets really confusing. Because there are several different slums that you'll be encountering right, throughout the game. Sectors or whatever. Yeah, the sectors yeah. and like the slums kind of all blend together, but they do have a visual aesthetic to them. Mm. Um, pretty much, they are the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, and I think anything that's shown in the trailer right now is the the glossy parts. Mm. There's Seventh Heaven. There's a tad bit of the slums. It's right. not really as much as what is actually included in that part of the game. I know recently they showed some screenshots of um, Aerith's house, mm-hmm. so that was a thing. Um, yeah, they like redesigned it, and uh, it they well they did everything to scale. Really, was what well it comes they, down to. Well, they also re- redesigned it to make it make more sense in a three D environment. That's what I said to scale. Like they oh, actually because okay. the rendered pre rendered drawings they they only did so much. Well, I mean like I mean like pathways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. The pre they're pre rendered. Th- that's the reason why like every time like if you went up the stairs, it just teleport you pretty much yeah, yeah, teleport yeah, yeah, you upstairs okay. and then you move around um because not everything is like i said to scale mm-hmm. um which it'll be fun to see the interpretation um because before podcast or before we started the podcast today we were talking about how uh, concept art goes to um how how that translates over to graphics depending right. on like how who what artists you pick up to do the like the actual in-game graphics and i think yeah that was the weirdest thing uh, who's who's that guy again? Um, he's he was the he was the artist for Final Tactics? Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. I think he was actually like the creator too, but he has some, in my opinion, some of the best some of the best like character art. I mean, of course, we all we all know Tetsunomura has really good character mm. art too. But like and zippers and oh, so so many zippers um, and belts. Oh um, yeah. But anyways so we were like looking at like the the translation and i think really if you think about the way that final fantasy 7 was initially made and how it is a lot of pre-rendered backgrounds and a lot of drawings and certain things really you they could it's almost like they're looking at seven as as a concept project and taking the remake to be we have the resources we have the time we have the technology and let's see if we can actually make what we Let's see if we can make what we would have made back then had we had the ability to do so. Well, I mean, honestly, like this remake, it's this isn't our Final Fantasy VII at all. Like this is this is a whole new beast, and and uh, I think it was Nojima, the scenario writer, that was talking about how you know you're not going to have like with the other game it's all blocky and everything and a little bit of it was left up to your imagination but i mean with how how much fidelity there is there's not as much up to your imagination so something i was talking about uh, going back to the whole like the feel of the slums and everything mm-hmm. um i'm i i mean for me i'm a little bit worried that it's going to be like like i remember season one of the arrow where they were talking they're in the slums and everything and uh <laughs> and roy's talking about he's like oh it's so bad here i'm so poor and then he drives like a Mustang. I mean, there's, do you, know, do you know what I mean though? Yeah, but there's the idea that again, like, even if, even if the way that they portray the slums is going to be a little bit different, mm. it could be, 
that you go backwards and the people who initially wrote the game were intending it to be a little bit different and right. that the artists had a different interpretation. I Hence mean, it's the reason why I look at seven yeah. as the concept and not saying, not using concept in like a derogatory way, but like think about it. If you think about it, I mean, it is lower graphics. It is lower fidelity. It gets the story across. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, it's like, it's the nostalgia associated with it. But I feel like as many fans as, as there are of Final Fantasy seven, the people when we look back at it now as good as it is and as good as, as big of a place it holds like in in our like uh in our fandom i think everybody has always wanted it to look better oh yeah um same goes with eight same goes mm-hmm. with nine like you look at those games and, uh, and you think as much as i love those pre-rendered backgrounds i actually really loved what the pre-rendered backgrounds um, were pictures of. Well, and I okay. wanted to explore those. And that's what... I don't think so at the time. I think at the time, you know, we're blown away. Oh, no, at the away. time, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. blown away. But yeah. now we look back at those oh, things. Yeah. And I think 7 is is actually more or less the maturation of its original game. Like, right. it, it's the natural progression of things. I mean, the Final Fantasy Eight remastered thing kind of showed a little bit of kind of what they uh, what they could do minimally to bring uh to up-res a game what year are we getting final fantasy 8 remake or yeah the thing is i actually think final fantasy 8 remake will be like a lot further down the line because of how that game is structured yeah i, I think so um, too. but well se- it's still five and six they haven't touched so there's that too okay. but even then five and six i still think they're going to end up getting the final fantasy 3 and 4 treatment because though i don't it's it's weird. Like there's that idea that if that you if you over mature the graphics, like yes. s- seven, it actually benefits from a maturing of its graphics. Well, it helps with the the Advent Children movie. It helps us yes. bridge that gap right. in our minds. Whereas for six, to be honest, the only thing we ever got were those really weird um, claymation looking like <laughs> the the uh, demo the, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got those, which was fine. Mm-hmm. They're they're not horrible, but they're the you, it's almost like you prefer them to stay at their same scale. Right. Well, I mean, and I think seven, because of the world that they put them in. Yeah. It almost it is you always yeah. like a mat. You already put your the okay. The battle models were yes, different from that's the overworld. Say the, and the battle models already established good scale. Yes. Whereas all the other previous games, battle sprites were the same exact as the overworld. Yeah. So you saw the same things. You stole my point. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, at least we're on the same sheet of music. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go into my first bit of speculating. Okay. And, uh, you know, the real question is, is will, uh, will Gact and or Phil Collins be in this game? Um, you know, so I was thinking about that, uh, over the week, mm-hmm. like, so Gact and Sephiroth together is kind of like. Darth Vader, Darth Vader, and like Madonna, being in the same movie, right? Because Sephiroth's yeah. this iconic villain over in Japan. Yeah, and Gactus just uh, is another, but not Madonna. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, well, I was I, trying to think of somebody that's like, I was trying to think of. It's like Sephiroth and outrageous costumes, and I mean nowadays, Lady it would Gaga. Be, yeah, it'd be Lady Gaga at this point. Um. I don't think, to be honest, I, if I'm and, and I'm going to, 
Well, American audience probably. This would might not be do the that. extent of my speculation. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? No, that's no, not not necessarily speculation. I don't think that kind of thing is going to happen in this game. I, yeah. I think that it was reserved for Dirge because it was. It was. It was a game. Think about um, any of the other Final Fantasies that has gotten sequels, or continuations, if you will. Mm-hmm. All of them have done something just a tad With bit different. Music, actually. Yeah. Well, that too. And they've always done just something a tad bit different from what a mainline game would be or like, like what a mainline of, game would allow, if you like will. Like 10-2 and, and 13-2, now that I think about it, it did kind of have a like pop star feel to them. Yeah. And so if you think about... Okay, well, I guess, I guess Dirge of Cerebrus didn't have like a pop star feel, but it had a pop star... In it. In it. Um, so starting with 4, with the after years. Right. Um, if you think about it, it was the first game to ever even continue a Final Fantasy story because they were all supposed to be closed. Right? I can't remember. The, the I don't know what came first, honestly. I don't remember either. But if you think think about That's this. That's fine. We can use but that. But I'm saying like all of the, the, the side projects were always all of these sequels and everything. They were always something that was not allowed. So Right. So if you think about it, now first we have After Years. It's a sequel. Now we're talking about generations and stuff like that. Then you have, um, and I'm not going to do them in the order that they came out. Right, I'm okay. just going to do them in the order of the Final Fantasies that are associated with them. Okay. So seven, you have you have um, you have Dirge of Cerberus, which is already different because it's a shooter. It's not even a it's not even a turn based RPG anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've already departed from that. Then you have Crisis Core, which oh wow, Let, you know what? Let's do action. None of the ga- all, all the games have been turn based up to this point. Still, you know what I mean. Um, and then you have, let's see, I mean, then, I mean, really so many games started being associated with the Final Fantasy name that mm. they weren't, that weren't actually. Oh, are you talking about like Chocobo Dungeon and stuff like that? There's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, but they were all, but they, if you notice, they were never named a Final Fantasy with a number. It was always Final Fantasy. If it had a number, they had to make sure they put another name on mm-hmm. on the side of it yeah 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 um pretty much to tell people no these aren't the, the normal ones these are the different ones yeah right? I, I mean honestly i don't i don't really call it final fantasy 7 crisis core right I exactly crisis core crisis, or exactly dirge of Severus. exactly um, although so, i do so, call it final fantasy 4 the after years in, yeah because if you call it the after years it's very very ambiguous um yeah that's a good point um but if you think about it like be, dirge of Cerberus being a side project it's going to do something different than the um, the initial one. Right. Ten two, crazy different than than the initial one. Um, they <laughs> the, the initial one had CTB, which uh, uh, we'll explain all that stuff whenever that game came up. And then they went right back to the old school style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, thirteen, thirteen two, uh, thirteen three, which we'll talk about again next year. Uh, when we get to those those games, they all did something very, very, very different from their predecessor to to differentiate themselves. And I think at this point now, with the seven remake, it's almost technically part of the seven compilation because it can be almost seen as like. Because I feel like I was going to save this for later, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently. Nomura, like when he was doing the compilation, mm-hmm. like the Final Fantasy VII remake was going to be the fifth game. Like he was already thinking about it, like way back when. And it feels like it. Yeah. Because I, I remember what I said earlier about the concept part or about uh, seven being like a concept. 
I feel like seven should always should be played still. I still think the original should be played. It's still mm-hmm. a good game. Yeah. It's still really well done. The ports of it aren't horrible. I actually haven't seen too many bad things about the ports. They're just simple. There's nothing to, nothing to write home about, right? right. Um, that being said, it the story in its entirety is great. The mechanics in their entirety are great. The remake definitely feels like, how would you like to experience some new things? <laughs> wow. With familiar background. I, I mean, if you think about it, like, what were they trying to do with Final Fantasy XV? Not not originally with first. Oh, 13, they've been but trying to yeah. figure. They were like, trying to figure out the systems ever since um, thirteen came around. Well, yeah, but no, like at the very beginning, it's like here's a Final Fantasy for a new audience. Oh, sorry, Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, they the thing is, um, they've been trying to do, um, like they've been trying to do that weird thing where they're like, okay, so we like the active time battle because it gives you like a sense of, um, ever forward kind of thing, right? Right. And then. Okay, so active time battle is good and everything, but maybe we we introduce um, maybe we introduce like a slight variation to that. Never mind, we're not going to do that. And like, if if you look at it every time, it seems like they always went back to yeah, the yeah. ATB, yeah, right? ATB. Um, and then ten finally said, okay, we won't do it, but we'll kind of do it. Yeah, they kind of. But we'll keep it. We'll keep the layer of strategy. And then you got to be eleven, which still technically did a turn based. Uh, kind of thing mm-hmm. with an ATB kind of system. I put air quotes. Um, but yeah, they keep on doing that. And then if you look at uh, 12, they said, screw it. We're done with this. <laughs> we're just doing attacks. And now everything's happening in real time. You don't even, you don't even have the, you don't even need the screen change anything. You except don't. for in the menu screen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're talking crap, but when we get to 12, <laughs> I bet you I'll be able to shine light on the game and you'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Anyways, and then 13, that paradigm shift thing, yeah. you technically were button mashing. It wasn't necessarily that you like actually were, you know, it wasn't button to attack response kind of thing, but that was them experimenting again. Yeah, but you're still waiting. You're still waiting on ATB. You're like, yeah, because yeah. we already had to those separate yeah. attacks. But that's, that's them trying to find their in-betweens. Because right. technically in 12, there was a wait for attacks too. Right. So... I mean, they're always going to stick with what their base is, but you can tell they're always trying to figure out a way to ever so slightly change it so they're getting closer and closer to real time. Right. Um, so much so that I think if you went 13, uh, Lightning Returns is ever is as close as they got to real time. Eh, um, for in, in, in before they went to 14, they, which was definitely like a real time, but it had global cooldowns, which technically could be seen as a... As an active time as I well. I mean, Lightning Returns really, os- honestly, was Final Fantasy XIII's battle system, except for, like... It was one person this time. And yeah, it was but you, ha- you got three different paradigms, and while while you're using one, the other ones are recharging, or their ATB is filling. Yeah, so. it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but then, 15 was like, okay, guys, we we'll figured just, it out. We'll just have you hold down the button. Just, 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 I think that's what I said. I think we figured it out. Let's just hold down the button. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, there's like this weird thing with like hack and slash games where you can only go so far before right. it's just a standard hack and slash game. I mean, you the the games that tend to get it right are games like the Platinum games or um, like the Devil May Cry games. Is Devil May Cry made by Platinum? Yes. Really? Uh, no. no. That's uh, Bayonetta. Right. Okay. 
So like the Bayonetta games or like Devil May Cry, they all they both t- did a, a thing that made theirs exciting by giving like grades to how you did stuff, right? Um, like in terms of like you get like style points or whatever. So technically, really, when it comes down to it, hack and slash is kind of petered out. We kind of we know what it is. There's not much more you can do with hack and slash other than hack and slash. And the most Until of the time, the persona the team comes along and. You know, they say, hold my beer. And then it'll just be flashy hack and slash. But, you know, it oh, is what it is. But the thing is, like, Devil May Cry, the new one just came out. Or didn't just come out. It came out about a year ago. Yeah. And it's still yeah, more it's, still, it's still more hack and slash. Well, there's but three the different th- character types. And they have a little bit of a different battle system. And there's that third character where you don't, you, you don't attack anyone. Your creatures, your minions attack. And or again, you, it's like variations of the same formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that it. That being said, I feel like the Final Fantasy team has always wanted to do something like that and 15 was their attempt at it like while trying to integrate like the use of magic and stuff like that into all the like the in-betweens and then finally when they they released that uh the Wait, pa- was there magic in Final Fantasy 15? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember there I don't magic. recall. Isn't that weird? I don't remember using magic. I'm pretty sure I just... There is magic in 15. I know there's magic, but I don't... I don't recall using magic either. You yeah. just slice and dice. Um, and then they introduced the, the expansion that... Uh, or the... <coughs> the DLC that gave you the opportunity to use everybody. So again, right. it was like them still experimenting. And I think that 7 was them going, okay, we can experiment, but you realize that the thing that everybody always comes back for is um is active time battle like there's there's no way to get around that you know what i mean right and i think that's the reason why if you look at the way any of the videos are like structured for when they're showing off like the gameplay it's definitely showing off like that bars are filling well i think and that unleashed attacks are unleashed whenever the bars are filled i mean it's it's they're trying to figure out what's the next generation of final fantasy going to be and and you know like for me I personally think that they're not initially making this Final Fantasy VII remake for the old fans as much as they are to attracting attracting the new fans for the next twenty years. You know, oh no, that's for sure. Yeah. This is definitely a game for new people, and but I mean, what better they're title? gathering the old people because of yeah. The title. I mean, well, you got you got all your cheerleaders and all mm-hmm. the old fans saying, "This is your time. You missed out before. Now come in, come to us." Plus. The the climate of things is leaning more towards nerd culture, anyways, yeah. and so this is like the perfect time, perfect time, like the the apex of this. I mean, think about like where Marvel kind of had taken over the world in terms of nerd culture, and how that has actually kind of petered off. Um, Do you think so? I think it has. Until, I don't think it's petered off. I think it had had. Um, I think because we've had a break pretty much since Endgame came out. Yeah. That no real Marvel news has come out other than we already knew there was going to be more movies. Right. I mean, and then I, just recently seen... we saw a black widow trailer, which was like, Oh, okay. Oh, forgot. You guys are still doing stuff. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? I think it's like that. Oh, okay. I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, like it used it, to dominate. It a, yeah. It had a culmination and I think it still does. There are, I still see news about Marvel all the time. But now they have, I've, like, I the s- Disney Plus and everything. Right. But there's nothing actually for Marvel yet, on there yet. Yet. So, that that they, being they're said... They're giving us, like, a... They're, it's almost like they're giving their they're creators giving a, break. a break, and they're giving us a break. Right. It's but smart. that's why I said it kind of petered. Yeah, it's smart, though. That being said, I feel like that means that we're, like... This is, like, perfect time to start releasing 
it's like the the the, the nerd stuff to fill in that gap. Oh, okay. Got, okay, I see what you're saying. We have Star Wars coming mm-hmm. at the end of this month. Right. December. Um we have um we have Black Widow coming at the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. You have Final Fantasy coming at the beginning of next year. Right. Um you got friggin' Monster Hunter. I'm just kidding. It, it never mind. I'm not Wait, do they really? Monster Hunter's coming to PC in January. I'm so excited. Um not the the expansion, Iceborne. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose a lot of time for that game again. I'm looking to where I don't know. I don't know how much people care about that game. I do. It's ridiculous. That's all that matters. Um, that being said, like I feel like there's just okay. Like we've had like the whole year to take a break, and now they're like, okay, we're back to it again. Mm-hmm. But this again, it's like a perfect time where everybody's going to be in that um, that mindset. Yeah. Like we're back to this nerd culture stuff. Plus, again, if you think about it, once Star Wars comes out, it's gonna hit for a couple months because that's what they usually do. Mm-hmm. And then that will in in turn peter off, and people will wonder what's the next phase. What's the next thing? Oh, Persona exactly. Five Royal. It's the it's still Persona Five. I don't. <laughs> I actually I have never quite understood when they like the fact that they came out with a Final Fantasy fifteen and then a Final Fantasy fifteen Royal Edition mm-hmm. pissed me off um, because I always think about like why don't you just freaking release the game and then yeah why don't you just wait be and done finish it. yeah. Well, Persona's always done that, and they've always kind of... Yeah, I It's know. like a DLC type thing. Yeah, it's Persona... Like, okay, so then the other ones had, like, Q2 or Q1. Or no, oh, those, those are those are spinoffs. Yeah, but they're all... Oh, gosh. There's they're, so many spinoffs for Persona games, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they do it so good. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I just... Yeah, we're going to... Um, we are going to take, actually, a, a break. Oh, I really... Okay. Because I need to drink some water. Okay. And... Fine, hydrate. Take these headphones off. Yep. <laughs> this is gonna break. So, we're back. We are. Um, I drank some water. We watched a little bit of Advent Children. Mm-hmm. And we also watched some more of the or the trailer, which I think I had seen initially, but I don't think I actually paid attention to. Um, I was telling David, like, whenever I watch these trailers for, um, and, and I don't typically watch a lot of trailers, but, like, for Final Fantasy stuff, like, it's always, or, like, Square Enix stuff, it's always the music that gets me, and I tend to forget to watch the actual trailer. <laughs> um, but this time, it was, th- it was the frog <coughs> cloud that got him. Yeah, oh, man, there's a, there's a little thing in the, in the thing. I had, they had a, so frog is the status condition that you can get in, in Final Fantasy VII, and... Typically, in, in the old Final Fantasy VII, it just, uh, or in the original, sorry, yeah. um, it just turned you into a frog. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it turns you into a frog and still keeps your weapon attached to you for some reason, I uh, which I thought was hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> that, and You're I'm right, sure it is adorable. I'm sure they they added that for me specifically. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> Will's so going nice. to get a kick out of this. <laughs> so, uh, so, the, let's, so, reeling it back in, kind of the, the Final Fantasy VII remake. So, mm-hmm. did, so, do you remember this? I guess back in the day, they had actually announced that they were going to do uh, remasters for the PS2 of 7, 8, and 9. And then all of a sudden, they just didn't. I never remember that because I at the time, I wasn't really... When I was playing 7, 8, and, and 9, and then Kingdom Hearts at the time, mm-hmm. I wasn't, wasn't looking for announcements for games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm per- I don't know if, it was, if I bought kingdom hearts or if my girlfriend bought kingdom hearts for me at the time i don't remember because i don't i don't know necessarily even how i got into it right um that being said like it was 
I w- it was I wasn't part of the let's look at all the video game um, magazines because that's what it would be at the time. But you do remember the PS3 tech demo of Final Fantasy Seven, right? Everybody remembers that. Yeah. Um, it blew everybody's mind. What jerks! And to be honest, like the that tech demo, pretty much, if you look at it, kind of turned into thirteen, and like that's what. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times I've said it, and how many times I will continue to say it. I still think Final Fantasy thirteen is one of the best, if not the best, looking Final Fantasy made. Yes, including all of the 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 sequels to it, because they just they just. Oh, kept I don't on. know. Lightning Returns, man. Lightning Returns looked really good. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Including the sequels, like uh, they they were all like 13's whole compilation was except for the NPCs. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We were saying. Okay. So the the main characters in 13 look superb. The hair <laughs> animations, the eyes, the outfits, everything, uh, fabric physics or whatever, all that kind of stuff on point. But yeah. then the NPCs then look, like look like NPCs they're... from Final Fantasy X. Oh, I was gonna say from Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. Wow, fourteen <laughs> actually has really good graphics I'm for their playing, NPCs. I'm playing. Punk. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about fourteen when we get there. That'll probably be next, like August or something like that. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so they all kind of like so Katase, Nojima, Nomura, um, like the so the main producer Hashimoto asked if they were interested, and of course they were like, yeah, we're interested. And uh, one of the reasons why they started it now, according to them, is they're like. Yeah, we're getting way too old, and we don't want to pass this off to to the new bunch. We want to like we want to do this. That makes sense. Th- that would be like if I released a Destiny and Fate, and then somebody told me they wanted to redo it. I would do it then, and not like, well, I need to give it some more time. It would be ra- <laughs> it would be more like a you want to be a part of the project that you pretty much you want to do. Like I was saying earlier, you want to do everything that you wanted to do in the original. In the new one, right. so in order to get that pushed through, you have to be a part of that project. Otherwise, yeah. you're relying on other people to well, possibly recognize it's something that you, you passionately worked on. So there's yeah. a little bit of a control level to it. That too. You know, don't don't screw up my baby. You know. Oh yeah, I mean that's the reason why nobody works on a Destiny and Fate except for me <laughs> at this point. Um, I had a friend in college that helped me write some NPC dialogue, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's always it's been. And then you didn't know how you felt about it, and you're like, never again. Actually, I didn't know how I felt about it, and I kind of liked it for NPC dialogue. Um, there was a time where when I Kate mean, it never gets read, so. right? Who reads um, it? Uh, well, in Destiny and Fate, NPC dialogue is actually essential to the building of the world. Anyways, um, <laughs> when I thought about it, I was like, and and this is back when like Kickstarter was like first a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually thinking like, oh, that'd be pretty cool to have like uh, like people who support the game actually just have NPCs to occupy the world as they normally as they actually do and just mm-hmm. give them dialogue pretty much give them context as what the situation what they're where they're oh, at. and let the fans do it yeah that's pretty cool um and that was like initial thought but that i then i decided and not then you're to. like no that's dumb sorry here's your money back no that's really dumb here's your money back well no i mean i didn't i never started a kickstarter yeah, campaign know, um I but I, it does still kind of, i mean you think about it if one person is writing all the dialogue for these npcs they eventually all sound like the same person right yeah and so if you have other people write it then it sounds like different people but also if you're a good writer you can make multiple people sound like different yeah, people that's true. um but yeah that being said i have definitely written a lot of dialogue for for um for npcs yeah. yeah um so that's 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 always fun um so I'm sure you know this. So getting back to 
the remake. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure you know that Nomura, like, <laughs> like he supposedly he didn't even know he was the director until he saw one of the trailers and it was like directed by Nomura. I didn't see that. Oh, you that's, didn't see that? No. That's hilarious. Though. That is, that's kind of weird. Um, um, I think it's kind of he was told, but he didn't quite realize that it was happening then. You're like, dude, I'm doing I'm doing King Rush three. Yeah, Are you and, he, and he goes, and they're All like, right. here's the thing, we're still gonna put you on this. Yes, finish three, but we um, we're gonna need you back. Actually, it was probably like, hey, I know you're really annoyed that we took Final Fantasy fifteen away from you, but how would you like to do Final Fantasy seven? And he was probably like. Sure, but I am still working on Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that too. This is also another well, one of my babies. Well, he's still, honestly, working on Versus 13 because that uh, Virus Rex stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's basically that. So, Anyway, so uh, let's see. So Nomura or Nojima. Uh, so I'm pretty much everyone's back. Katase, he was working on The gang's on the, all here? Yeah, they really are. Katase's back in, the, in, I don't know if he's co-director. He must be co-director. Um, and then Nojima was the original uh, uh, scenario writer, but he's back as well, and he's one supplying all the new story elements to the game. Okay, okay. And um, oh, I forgot to ri- look up who I don't know who Takahashi is. So Nomura and Takahashi are the ones that worked on the battle system. And oh, I did. <laughs> so it, I wrote down you might know them, know Takahashi from Kingdom Hearts and Dissidia, which Perfect. makes sense. Yeah, because it's a melding of their turn-based system and mm. what Dissidia did using their breaking system, which, to be honest, almost every, e- like, even, if you, like, if you think about it, JRPGs, they always tend to like to have that, there's always that one mechanic that forces you to to experience highs and lows in battles. Right. Um, And then, so, like... Well, do explain so we talk a lot about mechanics when we talk about the games themselves. Um, and we talk about their battle systems because JRPGs are known for battle systems. And that's kind of considering that you spend a lot of time in battle um, uh, as opposed to spending in cutscenes and whatnot. Um, right. You have to make it somewhat interesting. Um, so the ebb and flow or the, the football analogy that they had initially thought about <laughs> and it, um it always tends to apply to these types of games. Um, so whether it be the breaking system, which actually allows you to have a little bit of downtime, you, you like build up to a battle, but then once you break, then you're doing, you try to do as much damage as possible because you're dealing it directly to their HP. Right. This is Dissidia. Um, even, and they took that oh, mechanic. Final Fantasy 13. Yeah. That was like you the break whole them. concept. Yep. You break them and then you come and you, and you wreck them. Um, <laughs> and then they did a mobile version of the city. They did the same thing, except they turned it into actually turn-based mechanics that do the same thing, but it tells you who's going to be up next. So right. that way you can kind of, um, um, there's like another layer of strategy to it, which again, these kinds of mechanics are great. And to have those people working on a system that's going to try to meld all these things together, they got the action. And I think, actually, if you look at the action, I think his uh, uh, contribution to it is the fact that you do all of your melee attacks and your melee attacks build up for your limit breaks. Yeah, let's, let's uh, well, not for the limit breaks, but let, let's, so let's get into the, the basics of the new battle system. So Sorry, your abilities. Yeah. So it's a it's an altered active time battle system. Uh, the, so is that what they called it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, actually, I, maybe someone made that up. I really don't know. Uh, but 
you you have the ATB bar, uh, the active time battle bar, and it slow it fills up slowly. But as you use your regular attacks, the ATB uh, bar fills up faster. And when it's f so, you have two of those ATB bars, and when it, when you use one or you to use your special attacks, you use one of these ATB bars, or to use items, you use the ATB bar, or to use magic, you use the ATB bar. Okay. So and you can you can store up the two. Okay. Why do you have two? What is the second one? Uh, I'm a, I mean, I'm like in my head, the way I'd probably Are use it. Are you speculating? No, no, you, okay. you have two. You okay. for sure have two. Okay. And the way I'm, the way I'm going to use this, uh, is I'm going to save one for healing and then the other one, when the other one fills up, then I'm going to use it for attack type thing. Okay. Unless it's like an attack character. That's, I mean, I'm assuming they use two so that you can add a level of strategy to it. Right. Instead of, instead of just waiting for one to fill up, you know. Right. And Al then you do a Always thing. a layer of strategy. Yeah. Um and so they so when you get when their ATB bar fills up, they call this the and you go into this thing called tactical mode and where the battle kind of slows down to a crawl. Kind of like kind of like bullet time back in the day mm -hmm. from Max Payne. And at that point you can select from commands from the menu and select those abilities like magic right. and whatnot. Okay. Um something so we talked about last week in the Crisis Core one how realistically the like the base for Final Fantasy VII remakes battle system is is already there in in, in Crisis Core mm -hmm. and in Crisis Core you you know you could you could even you could evade or you could defend against enemies. Please no roulette. Uh, there's probably gonna be a lot of roulette in this game. No. <laughs> no. Uh, as and. Uh, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people know about the remake already, but uh, in this game you can switch characters, which is something different than Final Fantasy 15 until the DLC came out. And uh, you're well, and their their ATB bars are filling up at the same time, and I believe it. Like, I think you can set it to it'll automatically switch to them when their ATB bar fills, or yes, um, okay, also it I automatically switches. I think you're also allowed to give them like. I don't know if I saw this when I was reading something or if I saw it uh, when they were showing things off. I think they were supposed to be doing something like a, a change in, in you give like your your everybody like a shoot. I can't remember what game did it. I think it was like tail one of the tails games. Mm -hmm. where you kind of give them you give them the aggressive or oh passive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or, I'll, okay I'll get into that okay uh so so. Uh, and speaking on the other characters, so only the player can actually control the the ATB commands, the special commands. Mm -hmm. So it's and and who knows? Maybe they, like they'll have some DLC where they'll add like a gambit system to it. But I, I really doubt it. I, again, I, that's why I think that there. I could have sworn I saw something about um, pretty much giving like three commands: attack, defense, balance, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it would be just it would be their AI, so you don't have oh, to always switch. Yes. Okay. Um, I think. And and I could be mistaken. I don't well, know. Well, I think it's set up to for switching. Like like I mean, I don't know. I think it's set up how... for switching too. But I yeah. pretty much I'm sure I heard something in one of their playthroughs about the AI. Yeah. And it, that the AI is supposed to be able to act for you. Got it. That being well, said, I don't know what the extent of it. You've is. seen how slick the camera changes from characters, though, right? Yes. Yeah. The thing is, I think that's going to be broken. Um. Uh, well, we'll, we'll it's find out. Because I mean, stop speculating. Well, no, well, no, no, no. This is this right here is like thinking about Unreal has uh, Unreal's the engine that they're making the game in. Right. Um, Unreal has this thing with motion blur, mm -hmm. um, 
and like you can tell they heavily use it in the in the in the player transitions like right. when you're switching from one mm-hmm. to another to kind of make it seamless kind of um but one of the things i've noticed is that a lot of these uh changes were done in big areas and the moment the areas start to close up um like when they were fight when uh when you're you right. watch um fight gameplay like on the like on the ramparts or whatever like in the in the first Mako reactor, mm-hmm. they don't seem. It doesn't show a lot of switching, and if it did, it was a little hesitant. But if at you time. look at if you look at like like they're on the walkway above, yeah, like the space from the walkway to the wall, it's a lot. It's kind of a gap, and you're yeah, probably so, right. There's a, probably a reason. So it's probably because of the camera, the camera work they're gonna have to do. The thing is, I mean, I think mm. that they'll be able they'll be able to do it. I do think it's gonna be it's gonna get a little bit messy, and that that's why I think that they, I'm. I I could swear I heard that they or read somewhere that they were doing and they didn't like a day a, one patch. No, like a, they were doing a, like an AI for your peoples because they're, they're obviously they're gonna have to work by the <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. gonna have to work by themselves. Oh, that anyways. makes sense. To, to so keep that way, them in an area. Yeah. Okay. So that way, if you are you can sit there and control one person, and you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about always switching the Barrett. But you may switch the Barrett because you need to get to something that's flying right you need to bring it down or something like that uh, well actually so uh, then you can switch back to so cloud Cla- to beat it up. well cloud can still uh get to flying enemies he'll jump up right yeah. i i understand that okay I, yeah. um well our latest scene audience might not have oh sorry you're um welcome. you're welcome yeah <laughs> Th- again think final fantasy 15 there's a lot of jumping around everybody's mm-hmm. doing the thing can you jump in final fantasy 15 yeah i can't remember you jump and then you throw your little dagger places oh, and you teleport yeah. But I don't know if you jump. I just think you aim for it and no, you throw you, it. You jump. We'll have to look it up during our next I break. I jump Whenever spam a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember. Uh, so what you're talking about, uh, so the, uh, I don't know if it's the square or the O button, but the O attack is like a normal attack. But if you do the triangle attack, um, well, actually, you kind of switch between modes. Like there's the like the normal attack and then you can switch to the, the triangle heavy attack where you move around slowly, your attacks are more powerful. At least that's, uh, and it leaves you a little bit more vulnerable to attack. Um, okay. I don't know if that's the same for each one of the characters. I know that is the case for Cloud. Um, and it seems like it's something, a, a good idea, like your the enemy gets staggered, you'd switch over to this heavy, heavy, heavy hitter mode. Right. So, um, and, and then of course both attacks, you know, both one of these attacks fills that ATB bar. doesn't matter if you're doing the regular attack or the, like the heavy attack. Um, and so there's still MP in this game, which is kind of weird. So even when, even though you're using ATB bar to use magic, you're at the same time, you're still using MP to cast this spell, which, okay. I, which I guess on a level makes sense, but I don't know. I don't even know how much it was, it's, it's necessary at this point just because of the way the ATP system works now. Right. Uh, and also there is a um, separate limit break meter, just like the original, and it's it's completely separate, and it fills up on its own. And I don't I don't really know if that one takes an ATB bar. I don't think it does. It. I think it's like its own separate thing. Um, this it, game looks like... Like I'm gonna suck at it. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Well, I mean, in all honesty, I typically do suck at um <laughs> I suck at action type games. Yeah. Um but this so when really I action though. I don't know. I, I I know there's a level of like uh I don't think it's that much different than Final Fantasy fourteen. Except for the fact that you're like you're But fourteen is an MMO. Right. 
and I've played MMOs before. Right. It's definitely in MMOs all use not all, sorry. Uh, most standard MMOs use this idea of global cooldowns and mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, skill cooldowns. So that way, like every time you use like your regular attack, there's still going to be a cooldown associated before you do it again. Um, and you can, of course, improve that using certain things and whatnot. And then there's other ways to do, like then every other ability is on its own cooldown or certain yeah, sets yeah, of yeah. abilities are on their cooldowns, and you just do it that way. And it's just moving around and doing that. But yeah, but you're talking about like so. There's these obstacles in battle you have to move away from. I mean, I don't see that's. I mean, that's kind of an action element. Yeah. The, I mean, I mean, to be honest, like okay, so there, there's that part that's, that seems relatively simple to me. It's really weird. Um, Actually, that's what I was about to talk about next. So in in the remake, uh, you know what? Because I mean, you can't just have them these long boss battles where you're just like. Slash, 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 slash. You know, there's got to be different layers. And, you know, as people have seen, probably seen from the, uh, like, the scorpion battle, uh, part right. of the ceiling falls down, and you and you have to hide behind this, the dodge, uh, like, ext- you know, like, powerful attacks and whatnot. Right. And, uh, but that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of like Final Fantasy fourteen, where, you know, it, except for it tells you, like, hey, you should go here now by this really flashy indicator on the ground. Right. Um, Or... They might do that thing where they just let every let the monster do its own um, like telegraphing in terms of like if he's like pounds the ground and yeah, looks that, ahead. That might be something like I mean that is the first boss, and y- you're right. As it goes on, it might be something where it's more subtle indicators. Right. Well, I mean, the first boss with like the lasers and everything, they're gonna tutorialize everything. Yeah. They're gonna like, like hey, it looks <laughs> like he's charging up his tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like. No shoot, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, and he's like, hey, let me shoot at it. And you're like, obviously, I can't reach it. So, yes, please shoot. But, you know. I I get what you're saying. (laughs) So, actually, my concern is that this game is going to be a little too easy. But, I mean, that's... It's hard to speculate that. I mean, and who knows? I, again, I just I don't said know. I'm going to suck at the game, so I don't think it's going to be too yeah. easy. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's take a quick break. Break that's quick. Coming up. So we were going to, I was going to skip over this next part, but Will said, go and throw it in. Do I was going to. I was going to talk about a battle system I came up with, and this is like during the PS2 era when uh, they were trying to, th- when they started thinking about how do we transition from this turn-based battle system over to, uh, you know, for the new systems, how do we make it more cinematic and everything. And uh, so I came up with a system where um, that battle took place on a, you know, like a normal battle screen. And when they start, um, sorry. So, So the battles are really cinematic and basically everything's kind of happening in AI. You know, it, it's a little bit kind of like uh Knights of the Old Republic. Everything's kind of happening in real time. They're I doing think their We've talked about this before. Oh, really have I? But continue. Okay. So they're they're all kind of doing their all on attacks and everything and there's an ATB bar, ATB bar filling up and you could actually like sit around, like you could let it sit there for like hours and eventually they would kill off the other enemy. But the ATB bar would fill up, and you, your regular your attacks, your turn would be like a special attack. And um, yep, 
I did talk about this before. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or if I just talked about it. On I this. don't know either. So my whole gimmick was that, um, like, in the background, you'd be able to see, like, if you had more than, like, so if there's three people in the party, you would see your other characters in the background fighting other characters and, or other monsters. And if um, if their level was too low, then once you're done with your your battle, you would have to go over and basically assist with the other one. One of your one of your characters would pop in over there, and there'd be two battles. Or if they were the more powerful party, they would finish them up first, and they do like a almost like a summon attack on your current ones. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Sounds like. It would need a lot of balancing. Oh yeah, um, a and ton. also the the level of cinematic flair would have to be quite over the top <laughs> to encourage people to continue to do it. Um, no, it would be over the top, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, honestly, like back, like when I was thinking about, th- I thought about this game so it's long ago. It's funny you say this, and you don't like twelve. Yeah, that is kind of fun. Well. I mean, it's still practically more the same thing, except for in twelve, you can program them to actually do certain things, and they can actually kill people. Yeah, but this is this is basically it's still basically turn based. Sure, but still, there's a lot going on without you touching it. Yeah, that's true. So, just saying. Uh, well, I mean, in the end, I decided that the battle system would be like closer to the Kingdom Hearts game, just because the main character. Well, the main character ends oh, up. <laughs> well, the main character ends up so much more powerful than. The other characters by the end of the game. So what game? I never give it a name. Okay. This is a long time ago that I designed this one. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're talking about Final Fantasy VII remake. So <laughs> you tell me the says. I, I did. Know. I know. <laughs> uh, so in the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, you have the ability to upgrade all your weapons. So each. I saw that. Yeah, each weapon has its own unique ability, and you can. The more you use uh, the weapon, the better that ability gets. But when you max out the level of that ability for that weapon, you can use it on any of your other weapons, which kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy Final IX. Fantasy IX. Yeah, Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Like you saw me leaning forward like this. Yeah, <laughs> This is definitely this sounds nine. familiar. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about before at some point, mm-hmm. not in this, any of these, uh, in this particular mm-hmm. podcast, uh, but there's a classic mode, which... Yeah, supposedly. Is, Actually, the classic mode sounds a little bit like my my uh, battle system design. Lame. Holistically. Or not. That's all I got to say. Really on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, except for they, they did say that uh, the, the classic mode is going to be like the difficulty level is the same as easy. Which is weird that there's, there's difficulty levels in a Final Fantasy game. Uh, is this the first one with... I don't really know. Yes. I don't know. Anyway. Uh as so yes. yes it is. Is it really? Except for maybe lightning returns at a difficulty level on I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh so summons summons in this game will be limited to uh specific battles or and or conditions, which is a little bit like Final Fantasy fifteen, which yeah. I hated. Yep. Except I for fifteen you couldn't even really control the summons at all they just randomly occurred and you're like oh yeah. hey press triangle you're like yeah exactly i hated the summons in Final Fantasy 15 but they look so cool though they were very epic yeah if you ever saw them i never saw them yeah <laughs> if i'm being completely i would honest. imagine they look so cool oh well, i mean i saw the trailers wait what's that i seen that i said I saw <laughs> oh, the trailers. Yeah. I've s- i looked up the videos so um wouldn't that suck, like, to have, like, such bad RNG to just completely miss a feature of a game? <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> a little bit. Um, so, you know, I wonder if all the... I, don't, I doubt all the summons are going to be available in this game either. Um, well, the fact that they're including some summons as freaking pre-ordered DLC. Yeah, that's a little weird. I don't like that. I don't Especially, know what's going on with that. Like, how lame is that? If you, like, like, hey, here's this uh, pre-ordered DLC, and you can only use it during boss battles. I mean, I was just playing, I mean, before we started podcasting today, I was playing uh, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. and On his PC, and it's so freaking hot in this room now. It's actually going down. Okay, good. Um, they, um, they, um, they, like, gated weapons and abilities behind DLC. What? Yeah. It was, so the, the way the game was structured is that when you do challenge tombs, and these are not DLC, these Mm -hmm. are part of the game, you do challenge tombs, you get uh, new abilities, um, and then you get materials and stuff, of course, everything like that, right? Um, but I guess they pretty much thought that, oh, if we did it in, if we do it in the game, it seems normal. So if we added as if we added a new challenge tomb as a DLC, then we can add more abilities. But then they also added new weapons as well in the DLC, and these are all things that you use in the in the story. Which I that's pretty annoying. It blows my mind. Um, I mean, yeah, and all of it together is pretty. It's not cheap. Which I was like, I to it be honest, like I play Tomb Raider because I like the puzzles, and I don't want to. It always seems like the DLC like makes the game easier. Like I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles two, and I bought like the, I bought the prequel thing, but it also came with DLC, and it gives you so much crap, like so much item, so many items and everything like that. It's like whenever I played uh, Tales of Berseria, they mm-hmm. had like the free adventure pack DLC yeah. or whatever, and it just like gives you all these items and it makes everything stupid easy until you get, like until things finally actually start out leveling you. Yeah, and even then. You grind just a, a ever so tad bit, and suddenly, the game becomes stupid easy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, you're constantly going back to the same areas that you were in before, so of course they're easy. But you know, whatever. Five Nights Seven remake. Uh, so those summons. I don't think they're gonna actually have uh, like there's Final Fantasy Seven didn't have very much backtracking except for that one no. path. Well, I mean, it's all Midgar, so. Yeah, but you were like on a constant path, like through Midgar. Well, it was I never. Mean, I mean, there's all these new story elements and everything. So I still don't think there'd be back and forth, though. You're probably right. Well, there could be like a hub or something like that, but <clears throat> I don't know. No. Well, like the the seventh heaven area might be like. No, you're right. If the story constantly moves from there, you're like, right. You're right. You're right. It's there, and then you go back to it. Yes, but that's part of the story. Yeah, but if you go on all these different missions, it's going to be more of a hub. You you think this and that this is your speculation that there's going to be like side quests and stuff? I have no speculation. I don't speculate. <laughs> I'm just taking this as literally like they're remaking Final Fantasy VII and they're adding stuff, but they're not adding. They're not making. Final Fantasy VII had like zero side quests, really. I mean, in in the in the in the sense that you pick up a not quest. until the very end of the game yes i know what you're saying yeah yeah i i don't know and i, I don't mean they're going to be like quests i think they'll be like like of course there's like gonna be people a, you talk to they're all like, sto- no, no 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 i mean like they're all story quests like like oh no but, oh but now we're game, back but the now game we're back did at, that though yeah no but they're adding the story elements so the not, st- i don't think it's going to be like you go to a place and then they go accomplish this well, accomplish you, this and then 
and then go do the main story. That sounds like an no, 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 thing no, no, to no, do. No, no, no. I think that like so there's all these different um like sectors, you know? So they might be doing different missions, but they're story missions and they're story scenarios. But then like when they're done with that, they're like, Oh, we gotta go hang out with, at uh Seventh Heaven again. Okay. That, that could be a thing. Stupid lame. Well, and, it could be a thing. Um it doesn't I don't seem, know. it doesn't seem like some it doesn't the game is an ever forward moving game. It doesn't really actually stop for it very long. It was that way. But now that now that Midgard and That's it, why I don't, that's why I'm not speculating. I said it is and that's what I'm so again Okay, okay. It is a remake <laughs> of the original, so I'm basing everything on the original. Yeah. Obviously things are going to change, but my idea is that hey, I'm just here to play a Final Fantasy 7 game. Gosh, this game's going to be terrible. Probably is. <laughs> Who knows? Keep the music your, will be great. Keep your expectations low, people. The music will be great. And I'm... Ooh. Did they say that they're bringing on anybody else to do the music? Continue to talk. They must have. Some stuff. Uh, so, getting right... Uh, like, we had a lot or a bit of words in between the summon thing. But uh, the summon basically acts as a as another character. Uh, I don't think you actually control it, though. You only control its special attacks. So... Mm. And we're actually... So, you ready to get into characters? Sure. So I'm actually just I just put down the the character voice actors. So yeah. you ready for this? Oh yeah, I forgot you wanted to like you were on on last week's episode. You were like, oh, you're gonna be so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really say it like that? Did I make a cluck sound? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so Cloud is voiced by Cody Christian. Have you ever heard of this person? Um, no, but I will. No, that's cool. You don't have to look it up. I'll just tell you. Nope. I want to look it up. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, there's this guy. Yeah. I've never, I don't know who this dude is. He, he was like a total jock. He's in All American, which I think is a CW show. And he was also in Teen, Teen Wolf, Wolf, which is that MTV show, yeah. which that Teen Wolf thing was so weird. Like what? They made this drama <laughs> out of like a, a comedy. And who's he going to be? Uh, he's going to be Cloud. You've already heard his voice. I mean, he, he sounds good. Oh, sure. Uh, Barrett is voiced by John Eric Bentley, and you might know him the from... The last name like Bentley, of course. <laughs> uh, he's in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Okay. And he's in Independence Day Resurgence. These are two movies that I've never seen. Two movies that probably didn't go over very well. What is his name again? Uh, John Eric Bentley. Eric Bentley? Uh-huh. Oh. And, uh, but he's Nick Fury in all the all the Marvel cartoons. Okay, I don't know. For some reason, I was ex- I was half expecting to see some white guy, um, <laughs> <laughs> just because I felt like I did. Like I was like, ah, they're just gonna they're gonna do it. But then, I, of course, I know there would have to have been some controversy if it was some white guy playing. playing yeah, playing might Barry. be a little bit. I just just uh, just said. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to sound like the new Aerith or something? So I heard people don't like her voice actor. It's fine. Uh, well, they might not like the person. So her name is Brianna White. Uh, she was in Criminal Minds, Beyond Borders, and Occupants, which I've never heard of those. Beyond either. Borders. <laughs> but she has her own uh, uh, streaming channel and everything, and she's a very happy person. She's a she's a fashion YouTuber. I think so, actually. Makeup and uh, she has a Instagram. <laughs> I think most people have an Instagram at this point. I don't have an Instagram, but most people do. 
Well, no, I was actually just looking for like anything that would show that she's saying that she's doing it. But did, is she not allowed to tell people? Or no, she told people she had a big announcement. And she was like, she's super bubbly. Okay, she, that's she's fine. like, she's so, like so, Yuffie. Yuffie. She should have been Yuffie. Um. So or selfie. Wow. Um. <laughs> or so one of the things I was uh, reading about. Oh no, watching a video about they were talking about Final Fantasy ten. Got it. Um they actually decided after well, that, was, that was Terra Strong, Riku, wasn't it? I I'm just trying to say yes. Okay, go ahead. I don't think so, but um they were saying that after the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie, um that they I've never heard of it. Yeah, we'll talk about it one of these days. <laughs> um, that they were going to... Because that had like a whole bunch of stars in it. Um, um, but Ming-Na, who was Mulan, she ended up being... She was actually technically new at the time. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of the like the only new person in that cast. Everybody else was like major Hollywood stars. Well, I mean, she had had that at least. But yeah, you're right. right. Well, she had Mulan, which is huge for her. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, but yeah, apparently she did a lot of other stuff, which I didn't know. But uh, that being said, after that, when they were deciding to do voice acting for Final Fantasy X, they decided they actually wanted to stray away from known names. That being, and if you look at it, really, mm-hmm, and that's the reason why, if you look at X's voice actors, they to stray away from known names. They want, yeah, they wanted to make sure that the people who were voicing the characters in Final uh-huh. Fantasy were actually char- people. We're, we're not like known names because if they were, then people would focus more on the the voice actors and less on the characters. Right. And so if they uh, if they put in voice actors that had voice acting credits, obviously they were good at what they mm-hmm. do, then they would be able to portray the voices and things and people wouldn't be focusing on, say, for instance, in Spirits Within, when you hear James Wood's vo- James yeah, yeah, Wood yeah, voice, yeah. Oh, you James know Wood, it's James yay. Wood. You but, hear Alec Baldwin, you know it's Alec time, Baldwin. Like, that's what happens in all the Pixar movies, and it's not like it takes anything away from it. True, but Square Enix decided to go that way because of their... Money issues? No, no, no. I don't even think it was money. I think it was just for them, it was like, we need... Because we're so focused on these stories and these RPGs and these things like that, that would act- that helps us. Um, and It's almost like if you think about the way Marvel's been doing things, where they're getting these directors that aren't necessarily like, crazy known directors to do like the side things like Taika Waititi dude they should get Martin Scorsese to do a Marvel movie I'm sure they should (laughs) um but yeah if you they're kind of doing the same thing like that where it's like so that way people can first of all people can get to know these these new people but second they're cheaper they're they're cheaper too yeah but second people also get to focus on the game and get to be like wow this this doesn't sound like somebody else yeah, and no, I I totally get it. And that. it's not the like they don't do um if you like look at it there's I mean I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, okay, so a lot of localization from Japan coming to America typically uses all the people who do to do, do anime voiceovers. Although and so you can te- most of the time you can hear the anime voiceover actors and you're like, "Oh, hey, I know this person." Yeah. Um but if you look at some of the a lot of the the Square Enix projects, you don't typically notice most of the people. It's it's the people you notice are usually like a side character or something that just, right. like, hey, they might hey. have been getting their like a cameo or something. There. I mean, well, some of these guys. I mean, you definitely heard them. So, uh, did, you, did you watch Glow? Uh, first season. I really want to see that show. Uh, but Tifa is actually voiced by Britt Baron. 
from Glow, and I don't know who that is because I didn't, didn't get to watch it yet. Baron? Uh, Britt Baron. And I'll just move on to the next one while you're looking up. Uh, so, in Jesse's voice by Erica Lindbeck, who's... Uh, She's in Spider-Man, I think the 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 game, uh, Persona Five. She's Futaba Sak- Sakura. He never played that game. I forgot. And she's in uh, Thundercats Roar. Okay, we gotta slow down. I gotta ca- I gotta catch up. I gotta find all these peoples. Actually, why? That's like I feel like this is like the the biggest name person. <laughs> it's it's Who? voicing Jesse. This Erica Lindbeck. That's voicing Jesse. Oh, it did. It sounded familiar. Yeah. You said, what was the person's name again? Brett Barron. Brett Barron? Brit. B-R-I-T-T. Brit. I don't see anybody named Brit Barron in this cast. Me neither. For Glow. I mean, I'm not looking right now, but I don't see it either. That's fine. That's fine. We'll move on. Um, what were the other people? Sorry. Uh, so there's there's Biggs. It's voiced by Gideon Emery. Okay. And he's in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Teen Wolf as well. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and this is the one I was talking about. So Wedge is voiced by Matt Jones. Do you know who Matt Jones is? No, but I'm assuming he's on Lost. So, all right, here. Is he on Lost? No, 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 he's not on Lost. Oh, I know who this guy is. Yeah, he's on Breaking Bad. Yeah. I don't remember. What's the character's name in Breaking Bad? I don't remember. Badger. Oh, Badger, that's right. So just think about his, we're doing it for the planet thing. Like, if you think about it, and then you think of his voice, and you're like, oh my gosh. That's just like uh, Joel Osment still doing um, Sora's voice. Oh, I, I don't see I don't see him though. Yeah, but he sounds no, so no. different. He does sound different because he actually in most of the movies he does nowadays he's a little bit more like he's like grittier in a mm. lot of his acting roles now and like to see him or to hear him in Kingdom Hearts and you can kind of hear that his voice is a lot deeper but right. he's still actually like the, his inflection is it's really good it, it actually kind of disguises that he's an older gentleman Oh now. Matt Jones didn't even try he's just like I'm just going to be Badger in Final Fantasy 7 and that's fine yeah. but I think it's but it, it's, it's kind of cool though he's still technically not considered a uh he's not like a I bet every time you when you play the game when you hear his voice every time you're going to laugh a little bit well, I mean, I'd still think of him, yes, he's a star because Breaking Bad was really good and his right. role in Breaking Bad was really good. Mm. But, like, there's, it's weird because I'm like, I don't like to, it's not like I'm trying to judge or rank or anything like that, but he definitely seems like somebody that's kind of more low-key in terms of, like, Hollywood fame or whatever. Yeah, no, so, I, I totally get that yeah. point. But once you know who it is and if, you watch, if you're if you a fan of the show, yeah, yeah. it might be the same thing. I mean, I just, I don't really I'm know I'm still the trying to ones. get through the, the movie, the El Camino movie for Breaking Bad. Oh, that's good. It's I'm only like thirty minutes in, and I'm just like, whew, I don't know if I really needed this. Yeah, it's it's really not necessary at all, but yeah. it's good. I mean, yeah, all their stuff is good. And Indeed. the very last one is Sephiroth, voiced by Tyler. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Hoechlin or whatever. And uh, it's so it's the Superman from the CW shows. Like from Supergirl. Yeah. So the weird part about this is the old Sephiroth from like uh, Avent Children and whatnot uh-huh. is voiced by the guy that does Superman for the animated shows. That's kind of weird, right? What the heck? <laughs> so Superman and Sephiroth are the same person. Wait, the guy with the chin? Sure. The new Super... Uh, yeah, that guy's really good at playing Superman. He was like a, a perfect Superman. 
He was also in Teen Wolf. Apparently, they just what? really like. Was Teen he really? Yeah. He, oh, apparently, they just really like Teen Wolf actors. They might. <laughs> I love it. Um, but you know what it is? You know what it could be? Hmm. People that were in Teen Wolf were teenagers, and the <laughs> people scary, that yeah, they're playing yeah. are teenagers. They're all teenagers, yeah. Um, but also, it could be that they, the, I mean, I don't like to to mess with my. One of my favorite games, but if I'm being honest, they're very childish, and they Wait, is it, you they say very favorite game or anime game. Okay, um, but in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, the, they were very much like a, a group of CW kids. Like there was a lot of oh, uh, melodrama. Pokemon. Oh, freaking Pokemon is the best. <laughs> um, also, I beat it. It's great. I caught <laughs> my my the shield guy, and I caught the you got legendary. them all. No, I'm only like 204 in now. Ugh, loser. Wow, thanks. <laughs> um, so what role does uh, John Cryer play in the remake? John Cryer? Yeah. What? Is um, he? I know, I just saw his picture here and I was like, <laughs> he's in the remake too, <laughs> oh, right? I was like, wait a minute, is he? He was also in Teen Wolf. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. He's in everything. I Actually, I kind of like the he way he... makes his, a decent Lex, actually. Right? I like kind of like his his demeanor. Like, yeah, He's his got, new demeanor is so. Yeah, it's kind of it has some weird charm to it. Well, because the thing is, I never really watched um, like sixteen or not sixteen candles. Um, pretty in pink. <laughs> yeah, no, not he either. wasn't pretty in pink. He was. I thought you were talking about like uh, what I don't know what is that. Oh my gosh. Two and a half men or something? Yeah, well, no. The thing is, I hadn't watched Pretty in Pink until later. But I had watched Two and a Half Men, and that's what I initially knew, John. That's John Cryer? Huh? That's John Cryer and Pretty Yeah, it's in Ducky. Pink. What? Um, and then um, a, a friend of mine got me to watch it, saying classic 80s, of course, blah, blah, blah. And so I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is not that great. But it's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of like the the 80s stuff. Anyways, that's but, weird. Um, but yeah, so I saw that. So I saw Two and a Half Men. Then I saw Pretty Pink, and then I saw him in Supergirl, and I was like, ah, I like, I like what I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I, I mean, the the transition from being like uber nerd to adult uber nerd to Super like nerdy bad evil mamma, man, but like no, like bad man pajama. Like I, I don't know. He he, he, he played did a really good job of being manipulative. But this has nothing to do with the Final Fantasy VII remake, unless no, of right. course he's in it, and I'm just choking. Maybe man. well, maybe maybe what we're doing is starting a movement. <laughs> maybe John put Cryer. John Pryor in the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake. Sure, yeah. I don't know who he'll be, but you know, nobody knows. He'll be but Sid. No, not Sid. I forgot Sid's actual like party member. I kept on thinking of the Sid from Final Fantasy VIII. Anyway, so I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of thinking about, uh, and this is going a little bit back to gameplay, and I put my notes all funky. But I was trying. It was just related to the characters, and it kind of seems like they're a little. They're doing a little bit of a character archetype for the the battle system, where yes. like Cloud kind of seems like the staggerer. Uh, Bear obviously attacks from a distance, and then Tifa kind of seems like she's juggles characters. You know, kind of takes them out of the battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know what Eris is, though. She's a healer. She's just a healer. Okay. Well, that makes sense. 
what's I wonder what Red Thirteen is going to be. This is the speculation part. How are they going to pull off Red Thirteen? How are they going to pull off Red Thirteen? The same in, way they're doing Tifa. She's going to be like the same. She's going to be a juggling type. No, he's just going to he's going to be all up in the grill. Oh, yeah. sorry. Then yeah, you're right. Clo- closer to I cloud mean, he'll then. be like yeah. a fast and agile. Yeah, you're right. Maybe closer to the cloud. Or or and here's another here's another speculation for you. Or it's a big or it's a big or. Red Thirteen's not even in the game. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm just totally kidding. There's no way you think get, he'll be in the. There's the no way they get away one? with this game and not have him in it. Okay, he's too prominent. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they'll have any of the other ones though. I mean, they're rewriting they're, it. They're not rewriting it though. They're rewriting it. It's they're totally re- they're remaking it. <laughs> it's not. Well, is that how my voice is gone? Yeah. Sounds kind of cool, right? <laughs> it's a little bit. I don't know why it did this. But it's cool. And I'm <laughs> gonna talk like this the whole rest of the way. Yeah. What do we um? What do we have next? Oh, I was just I was just kind of speculating on some of the characters and how their battle is gonna be. I mean, you're right. Red Thirteen is probably just gonna be this this fast, agile character. Kate Sith. I have no. Clue. I'm, I thought maybe Kate Sith isn't in the game yet. I know, but like for the later ones. Um, uh, he's gonna be closer to a, a, a sumo game. wrestler. Yeah, he's gonna be closer to like a cloud thing where he's just gonna be big attacks, kind of slow, slow and powerful. Um, but yeah, but powerful. But, but also which is totally might, different than his like his they, regular. But I think they have to go that type of route. They might make use of his megaphone. Yeah, that's gonna be a weird one. I can't even speculate what the heck they're gonna do with that. Well. Um, you, you apparently made me speculate. Way to go. <laughs> and um, then there's, uh, Sid, who's got his, uh, he's the dragoon type. So he'd just be jumping around a lot. Yeah. I kind of thought him he'd be a little bit slower, more powerful and deliberate. Nope. Stab, stab, jump. Stab, stab, stab jump. jump. Okay. What about Yuffie? Throw. It seems like her character is kind of boring. No, she's going to be tossing that She's going to have two of them? She has two of them. Or no. she just has one. She just has one. She'll, she'll throw it, but then... She'll uh, because if you remember in the game, she can slice with it, but she can also throw it as well. Oh yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay. You're talking to the mechanic person, of course. Yeah, I remember yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Vincent, which I wonder He's if he's gonna be pow 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 pow. Well, pow. I wonder if they'll play up his uh, his little claw. Yeah, at all the because claw. he doesn't really in the in the original. He just kind of shoots. Yeah, he only shoots. Yeah. Until he transforms. Yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be cool. Also, that I wonder. Well, I wonder for him uh, if no, it would have to be a limit break. I was, I was thinking maybe they let him just transform and limit let break. him be in that. Yeah, let him be in that, and his limit breaks. Hmm. I don't know. A lot of speculating. Yep. Okay, I'm done speculating. On to the next thing. <laughs> All right, sir. Let me, way to let's, go. Let's take a break real quick because I got to. Oh, another break. Yeah. Well, golly, <laughs> you act like this. This podcast is unionized. It's unionized. I want my dues. <laughs> what? Except for you pay dues, but whatever. Hey, you're paying those dues to me. <laughs> so now that we've done with all of the crazy tangents and the frequent breaks for our ad sponsors, as you know. Um, now we're going on to our best tangent yet. Ooh. Talking about faux. Faux? And we're not talking about that. Okay. What do we got planned? Uh, I was just going to talk a little bit about the new story elements. Um, they, oh, I forgot to look up the name of these things. The, you know, the new, the little ghosts or whatever? Yeah. Ugh, I forgot to look what they're called. This sucks. Well, okay. So it's funny. 
people they talk have, like, about a prominent name too. Uh, people talk about the ghosts being like like a new thing, but mm-hmm. technically the ghosts are just enemies that were already there, and now they're just kind of explaining them. Because you remember when you're going through the train graveyard, then mm-hmm. you fight ghosts all the time. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but it seems like they're just like fleshing out and giving a reason for monsters to exist, and yeah, you're probably right. I didn't think of any anything new of it. I did. I noticed that they did feature them prominently. Uh-huh. Well, they kind of made it. They kind of made it same like uh, it's ta- like to me from the name, it made it sound like it was tainted pieces of the live stream. Okay, but I don't know. What are they called? I can't find it, so I failed. That's okay. Wow. Okay. Next thing. <laughs> Next thing. Uh, so this game is going to have a way bigger focus on Avalanche, which kind of seems obvious since. They're yeah, but it's not the whole game's not gonna have a bigger. It, the, to be honest, the first whole disc was about Avalanche. Kinda. Yeah. But no, they get they get out of. I mean, once you get well, we don't want to get into too much, too much story stuff. Yeah, but, but uh, the, the game itself focuses on Avalanche and uses Avalanche as a vehicle to introduce characters and to flesh out certain characters. But otherwise, get a, well, realistically, as a vehicle to get us to introduce to the main bad guys of the of the story right but it it was it definitely was a, an avalanche centric story until you got out of the world or got out into the yes. world and then avalanche disappears off your radar altogether so. yeah well, that's what i'm saying like it feels like the first game will focus more on that right and but understandably it should yeah um and it seemed like they introduced some new turks as well so that was cool some new turks uh i don't know if new turks they have the sorry, new soldier a new soldier sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and then also like I was, t- we're talking about off kind of like Turk lackeys, if you will. Yeah, I think they're well, they're separate groups. Oh no, I'm saying they, they seem like they introduced them almost as like a, like get him, oh. kind of. Like, well, he might be boy. like the new emboss of the game, because they're gonna. They said they're gonna switch up the the new emboss. It's not gonna be the G bike thing. Uh. Uh-uh. Do you remember like how how like how cool that felt when you got done with the little G bike sequence and then you like <laughs> you you got to the boss, you beat the boss and then you were just kinda overlooking all the stuff and you were just like I really did that. Actually maybe it's not the G bike at all. Maybe it's the soldier dude because I mean he is he jumps in and he's on the motorcycle and everything. It could be that they introduced that person with And maybe the, that's a homage to Advent Children. Oh yeah, that was a good scene too. Yeah. You wanna watch that scene in the next break? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um yeah. Well, um, and then more uh, speculation, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we're talking about how uh, there's less up to the imagination because they're more photorealistic, and all those dramatic parts, mm-hmm. they're gonna feel way more dramatic and extreme. Because yeah. I remember, like, there's, I mean, there's deaths in the game, but I, I remember playing the game and be like, oh, that happened, whatever, you know. But I mean, it's gonna have more weight this time around. I feel like one of the things we were noticing is when we were watching the Advent Children during one of the breaks, is that. Um, the the new remake actually looks about as close as we can get to the remake without um uh, without the polish that comes with like a with a CG movie that has post production. Yeah. Um that being said, this game looks freaking amazing. Oh, it looks amazing. Well, no wonder so many people that aren't interested in Final Fantasy usually are like, "Wow, cuz the games look amazing. This is legit." Yeah. Like when they introduced, when they introduced the long legs on Squall, we were all like, "Yeah, let's get it," because <laughs> we were like, "Cause we were <laughs> all Squall," because you remember how he we'll looked. Th- we'll right? talk about you next week, Squall. <laughs> right? 
But when, yeah, if you look at Final Fantasy VII, like they had all these chibi boxy characters, mm-hmm. and when you got the long legs, you're like, oh, we're in the right direction. And then they go nine, and they go, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nine <laughs> looked great. Like I uh, no nine 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 looks great, yeah. awesome. But they went from going from chibi, like well, seven's like jarring because yeah. you know it's like not what they really want. Mm-hmm. And nine felt like it was the art direction they wanted to go in. Right. Yeah. And then eight was like, okay, let's get about as real. Ah, shoot. Nah, screw it. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Like that, yeah. that was like the, the in between. And then yeah, nine was like, yeah. okay guys, I know this is what I we're know. trying to yeah. do. <laughs> and then 10 was like, here's the thing. We can actually do photorealistic stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's, so try, let's, let's get it. as close as we can. Yeah. And let's introduce a very iconic laugh, which we'll talk about in March. Oh gosh. Uh, so this is kind of just the did you know section, and uh, apparently Katase. Every interview we had was was asked. They asked him at the end, "Hey, are you going to do a Final Fantasy VII remake? Are you going to do a Final Fantasy VII remake?" And he's obviously like, "Not at this time. Not this time." And I guess oh, eventually, back in the day, yeah. And I guess eventually, like, he just started his interviews with that. With I'm not think we are we do not we, have any uh any current plans any you know? current plans to make remake Final Fantasy VII yeah and realistically he had to do that for probably like 15 years I did not have never mind <laughs> it's not the podcast for that uh so originally they said this remake is going to have no direct connection to the co- compilation games and they've they kind of seems like they've become a little more lax with that. I think that the statement "no direct connections" mm-hmm. is going to be what they stick with. That they will play either it pay loosely, homage. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that whole bicycle scene. Yeah, I mean, that they'll pay homage been, to yeah. the compilation material. They will probably integrate certain concepts brought in by the compilation materials, but otherwise, that's that's a good statement to make. I mean, you want to make sure that the game that you're introducing uh, presents Stands itself its as, its, as yeah. its own game. That yeah. way people who come into the by saying that you're ensuring that the people the new people who come into this um to this game they're not thinking they had to play something else to understand it well that makes a lot of sense too yeah um so the first game in midgard was only going to be in midgard and it's on two blu-ray discs and i guess dang oh you didn't know that no that's insane (laughs) well i guess red dead redemption 2 is on two discs which i I don't think of I can't think of any PS3 games that were ever on two discs or yeah. PS2. I can't think of any PS4 games that were on two discs. Except for Red Dead Redemption 2. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So I couldn't have thought of it. That's okay. Fair point. Okay, I can think of it now because I know it. <laughs> but geez, um, retro retroactively speaking, I could not think of any. Well, <laughs> well, that's been one of his, Nomura's big asks from from the fans and everything is is this real? Is this really enough content for a whole game, like full game? And he said it's going to be the full length of a of a regular Final Fantasy game, and he actually said that he had to cut stuff out because they had too much content, which is interesting. Which could actually probably lend credence to the what you were talking about earlier with quests and all that. So yeah, who knows? We'll find out. The thing is, and I kn- I know it's always a lot of shameless plugging for my own games, but like the thing <laughs> I, I think about this stuff a lot though, because as a game designer and the fact that I truly love video games, like that's, I just want you to know that after you say that you should do the, the little commercial for the plug it in, plug it in. Don't do that. Never mind. Go plug on. It in, plug it in. That thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to actually like get an excerpt. I'll just think of myself. <laughs> um, I always think about, 
how they were uh, the well when they first announced this and told and said that it was going to come in episodes right people started crying and stuff oh man i did i should i shed like a glory tear like denzel washington <laughs> oh man that was me that was me i, just, I definitely i stood up i i was like watching and i stood up <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> no way you know you you stood up and gave him the slow shy above clap yeah i was like <laughs> all right good job about freaking time um yeah, I, I thought about it and I was like, uh, the episodic content seems, it seems like that's what they're using. Like, it's like a buzz term. That's the marketing speak right. for how they want to release it. But I don't think they ever said episodic, though. I Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think that that was how, I think they just that's said how the marketing people or, might have said yeah. certain things like that. But I think when it comes down or to the it, media. I think about like how I've been thinking about releasing my game and that the first act is a lot of content. Though I wouldn't say it's not that much content. And I think that the game is... I, I think that the way they're doing the, the remake... Yeah, they can make it a lot of content. But they don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need filler material. What's in there? Spiderwebs. Oh, okay. Um, They don't need to make filler material. But I do feel like they're going to do it to satisfy the people who were like... I can't justify paying this much for a video game. I know. Game. They need super predators in this one. I almost feel like the game should go- should have gone for like $30 and then... No. It looks so good. Oh, no, no, no. Like 20 or $30. Hear me out. But that's what you get. You're getting the first part of the game. And then you can pay for the rest of the game. Because obviously... Like it, it instead of paying unless of course sixty dollars includes all future updates to the game, which I'm at this point I'm kind of doubting that's going to happen. Um, be, I bet there's going to be three games. going to be sixty bucks piece, hundred eighty dollars for all three. They're going to make at least thirteen billion dollars at least. No big deal. Maybe even break a trillion. Um, <laughs> that being said, I was whenever I first heard the 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 release schedule for this, I was thinking about how I'm going to release mine because I released technically a demo for the first chapter a long mm-hmm. time ago and or the first act of the game a long time ago. And I always talk about how each progressive act gets bigger and bigger. And then I realized that technically Final Fantasy VII does that with each disc. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. disc was a relatively small area, but a lot of content. And then the Do second... you know when the first disc ends? Now, we're not supposed to talk about it, though. But I think... The like, first disc ends in calm, l- doesn't it? I think I think if you look up where it ends, you're going to be like, what? Oh no! First disc ends Pretty with the Midgar Sorum. Dude, you can't talk about the spoiler stuff. Nobody knows what that is unless you know Norse mythology. Okay, fair enough. Um, but that ends with that one, right? No, man, it ends with that. That's not the first disc. Yeah, you can't. You don't get all the way to that temple in the first disc. Mm-hmm. No, that's the second disc. Yeah, well, oh, well, after whatever, we'll we'll, we'll look at it. We'll everybody else who, who who has played the game will be like, "What the? Sh- oh my gosh! It, oh my! I'm gonna look it up now too." Yeah. <laughs> um, I could have sworn the first disc ended at the at the Midgar Storm, but you know. So uh, I was kind of thinking about this a little bit. Uh, it kind of makes sense that they're only doing Midgar for this first game, because what comes with the new next consoles? What's this magical new thing in, in new consoles? SSDs. Yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> we talked a little bit. Uh, we talk a lot before the podcast episodes yeah. start. Um, but we were talking about how, like, when all these hardware manufacturers right now are constantly talking about how they're they're putting it's going to be the fastest load times, blah, blah blah, and they're putting SSDs in the consoles now. And then and I've been saying this whole time, like, oh yeah, I purchased an SSD for my uh, for my PS4, and it runs just fine. <laughs> why don't people? Why didn't they just put it in the old consoles? Mind you, they were a lot more expensive. Way more was, expensive. Yeah, because when initially when I looked at a one terabyte SSD, it was like three three fifty or something like mm-hmm. that. And now when I finally bought mine, I think I bought it for like one hundred and twenty nine or something like that. And I just looked at the same model again because I was thinking about getting another one because I, of course I love I, my computer fills up with hard drives and SSDs all the time. Anyways, I want to get another one to replace one of my hard drives. Um, and it's only one hundred nine. Go figure, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a reputable brand, which they don't need my advertisement, so I'm not going to advertise for them. It's just <laughs> a good brand. Um, but yeah, the uh, with the with the advent of SSDs, um, I really do hope that they like take advantage of those load times and kind of give it more like a like a seamless thing. One of the oh, things I noticed, will. one of the things I noticed is they took a uh, um, a page from their own game, uh, Tomb Raider. Speaking of which, I was playing before the podcast started. Okay, uh, like they um. It looks like they're going to do that transition thing where, like, if you squeeze between, like, a wall or something like that, that's your loading right. time. Yeah. And try to get it to a point where the only real loading time you get is when you start up the game and you load into your save file. Right. And then after that, you should be, you know, off to the races. Well, you don't pretty wanna... much... I mean, for the most part, a lot of games these days, that can seem like the standard. You would think. But there's still a lot of, like, level and stage-based yeah, games that I, are... Okay, co- I lied. I, you know, I even in, like, the Spider-Man game... The new Spider-Man game, there's... Because you actually have to go... When you go into buildings, it's technically a load screen. Yeah. And then when you leave the building, you have to reload New York I think I've just gotten so used to load screens, I don't even notice. Plus, also, did you play... You don't have an SSD in your your PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, so I played it with an SSD, and it's real quick. So it's not... It's not super bad. Um, But that was... It's a funny thing that we mentioned that, because that's what they were mentioning playing... The new the Spider Man game on the PS5 oh, right. dev kit. Yep, they were I like, that. it's like it's loads in 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 like two Instantly. point something second or, yep. or like yeah instantaneously in some instant or in some in some occasions of blah, blah blah. And I was like, that's cool, but I pretty much already get it to do that on my PlayStation. All of these, but I also have a PS4 Pro, so that might actually help. I don't know. Um, I mean, they were able to do it in Final Fantasy uh, 15. You know, I mean that was that was all seamless. I don't remember any load. T- Low times, unless you're going into a facility or something. Yeah, I think it might be maybe only the fil- facilities with low low yeah. times. They d- again. So they have the ability anyway. But these these console developers. It, one thing I will give a console developers is they. The amount of tricks and finagling and and uh um like. I don't know what you call it like the the wizardry they do with coding to mm. get certain things to load mm. while you're doing other things like um like uh we, like Horizon Zero Dawn I think we talked about it a while ago. Well the God way, of War is like yeah, God of War does the same thing yeah. I think um but like whenever he's got to lift those things the move out of the way. Right, but that's a load screen. Yeah. I was talking about like they do things where you you're loading in the background but the gameplay is always still going. Mm. The way Horizon Zero Dawn did it is they rendered everything in a cone. And okay. they rendered by uh, they rendered chunks, I believe, is what they called it. So, like as you're looking in your cone, anything visible within your cone, those chunks are loaded into memory. Right. And anything 
adjacent to your cone, those are side loaded. So that way, as you're oh, moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting that and you're unloading the other stuff. Right. Or you're leaving that section loaded into uh, ready to go mm-hmm. and then erasing what the other ones because you turn left, that right. kind of thing. So it's like they were loading everything in a cone, of, of course, obviously up to a distance. But even then, the amount of rendering they could do in that engine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, that's why I Death Stranding picked it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, anyways, but um, so anything uh, else about the remake? Yeah, so <laughs> so th- there's like people started announcing like, oh, they already started work on the second one, and I'm like, well, I'd hope so. They started work on the second one whenever the first one started. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they started work on all, if there's three of them, they started work on all three of them at the same time. I mean, there's well, different development stages. Right, but if you if you actually look at it and from a game developer's perspective, when they started writing the first one, they had to write the second, the third, yeah. the fourth, whatever. Because they have to make the engine, they have to make their systems viable for the rest of the game, especially considering that they're going to be doing it all in the same system. Correct. They're not doing three different games they're doing one game in three parts right that being said all of the graphical techniques that they're they're perfecting here all of the the battle system and everything all of this stuff is supposed to expand to the next one so when they say they're working on the second one that probably just means that they're doing motion capture for all the scenes in the next one. Oh yeah there's uh, that well i mean there are i mean i'm sure they have already figured out exactly how kate the sith's battle you know, oh, I'm pretty sure it. they figured that yeah, out. Already got, they yeah, conceptualized they've got it. that. They got they, they've got everything down. All they're doing, they're just they're working on the on the grunt work yep. at this point. I mean, I'm sure they're working on. If there's three of them, they're already working on three as well. There's already stuff done on three. Yeah, I'm so. sure somebody there is somebody or a team of people working really hard to get this overworld map done. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or whatever they decide they're going to do with that. But that being said, are you looking forward to it or are you? I am really looking forward to okay. it. I really am. I, I'm. I mean, <sighs> these trailers are just pumping you. I, I think no matter what, I'm gonna love it. I think I feel the same way about this game that I did about about Kingdom Hearts three. I didn't know I wanted it. I didn't really feel like I needed it, and when I got it, I was satisfied. But it wasn't necessarily. Uh, I wasn't it, as satisfied with King March Three. To be well, no, no, honest. that's why. I, that's why I was like, my caveat is that I was satisfied, but I wasn't. It didn't necessarily blow my mind, right? But it it's the scratch I didn't know I had. Yeah. So it was there. I, think, it, I completed it super quick, which means I loved it. I think I'll end up being more satisfied with it than King March Three. I feel I because of how much I'm tempering my expectations for this mm. game. I feel like it'll do the same thing. For, like I, the thing is, I never thought. It, I have never been one of those people that said 7 needed a remake. I don't think 8 needs a remake. I don't think 6 needs a remake. I don't really care. But if I'll it, take them. Exactly. But if they happen, I'm looking forward Actually, to... Actually, the thing that got... Okay, well, one thing real quick. So is it weird to you that it's going to go from PS4 to the PS5? No. Okay. It's, because it's, this is actually showing um, a positive change in the way consoles are being made. Mm-hmm. Um, before, they used to be made on proprietary hardware, um, and it was like very much like made in the vein that... like nothing else can do these graphics because these are very specialized chips and mm-hmm. and very uh specialized hardware whereas now like as they're moving forward ps4 starting it um well the, that's true it's backwards compatible right and, yeah. and with the ps4 starting it though they started to actually base the the architecture on these computers or on these things on an, like just regular processing chips and 
pretty much this will make it easier for people to develop for people. Is there, there's the reason why like, this era has yeah. had so many cross-platform um, video games is because their architecture is closer to like a 64-bit architecture and not the PS exclusive yeah. architecture that only runs um, certain pipelines a certain oh, yeah. way they, and loads things in a memory a certain way. And developers yeah. developers have already said that it's even easier for them to develop for five than four. Right, and and, they, and they're already glowing about how easy it was for four. So right, and then and that's why and now with having an, a more open architecture that actually is standardized, which means that the games that are made for PS4 or games that are made for Xbox can typically. They they should be able to be ported easily mm-hmm. because of how easy the, uh, or because of the similar architecture. And now going forward from four to five, if they've established a a standard, then that means that um, the only thing that will happen with five or playing uh, this game on five will be that, like on a PC, you'll be able to turn the settings up. Yeah. Um. And well, oh, I wonder. I bet there's gonna be a PS5 version. I probably just, I might just wait for that. I can't wait. Darn it. The thing is, I don't think there is going to be a PS5 version. I think there's just going to be a PS4 game, and that there, it's going to be... You don't think that there's going to be, like, a combo pack at some point? No, I think there's actually going to be a... Uh, oh, no, when all three parts come out, yeah. yes. But I think on the 4, when or I think when the first part comes out, it'll just come out. Mm-hmm. The second part's going to come out, and it's going to come out, and it's going to be a PS4 game, but it's going to have a badge on it that's like like the PS4 Pro games. Um, where it has a badge on it that says "Make Made Better with blah blah blah." Oh, you think the the second part, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, is going to be PS4? It's still going. I think all of them are going to be PS4, and then they're going to be enhanced by PS5. Uh, mm. The reason why I say that is because again, they're all technically one project. There's no way they don't. I don't foresee them going. Here's the PS4 game, and then here's a PS5 game. It's going to be here's three PS4 games, but they're all going to be enhanceable by the five. Because think about I the PS5 kit is already yeah, yeah. I, in people's I, hands. Honestly, I respectfully disagree on that one. But, I mean, you could be right. But, well, there could be... Also, PS4 is not going anywhere. Yeah, but there also could be... Uh, and the, when they is might the just 5 do PS- supposed to even come out? Next December. Next December. Okay. Or so, November, December. Okay, so think about this. If the PS5 comes out and then they come out with the four, or they come out with the second part... It's not still till technically if it's going to come out next year, PS4 will probably be in development or still be an active console for mm-hmm. another two to three at least years. So that being said, it's, on both. that's what I'm saying. But I don't think I think it's still going to be a PS4 game that's enhanced by. It. I don't think they're going to make two versions because it would lengthen their development process. Hmm. They could actually save time by making it a PS4 game. Think about how long people were still making PS2 games that that There's were no way. I just can't like. Ugh. I got the, nope, I can't, I can't. I'm trying to think about how that would work in my mind, but I see what you're saying, though. Is I'm saying is, from a business perspective, it's probably better for them to continue with making a PS4 game. Sure, but I think they'll end up making 4 and 5. I really do. I think they'll pick, make PS4 and PS5 versions. I think that there will be a Royal Edition or a <laughs> a Livestream Edition. Or, for PS5. Or a Soldier Edition or something like that okay. for PS5. Yes. Okay, that's fair. But I don't think that they're going to stop, make a make 5 a version and a 4 version for part mm. 2, and then still forget that part 1 exists, because then they'd have to make a 4 and 5 or five version for part 1. You see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, God of War, the new God of War, and God of War 2, I mean, that one's going to be on PS4, the other one's going to be on PS5, I would imagine. 
just like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, but they're not. But they're not continuation. They're yeah. not the one. They're not a compilation. I mean, I don't know. The if the God if God of War two is going to be on PS five, it is a sequel to. God so of if War it 1. never releases for PS four, do I get the gloat? Sure. Okay. Um, I won't because I won't care that much. But but also again, it just seems that seems like right there that they're missing a whole market. If they don't, if they release it only on PS5, I really wish. So I went on this tangent. I had another point I was gonna make, and I lost it. So that would be the best time to end it. Sweet. Um, what are we gonna talk about next week? Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, really angsty, angry emo characters. Loki, like really, really good kind of backstory if you understood it, um, and then. Um, character development out the wazoo. Yeah, kind of, for, for yeah, for for the main characters. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then not really for the your other party yeah. members. Also, yeah, we'll talk about that then. Um, but next week we are talking about Final Fantasy VIII. It's really funny because like Squall basically says, like <laughs> they like come to him, they're like, hey, I have these problems, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Which is like it's it's like it's almost like the writers are like, Yeah, we don't care either. Yeah. We're squall. So anyway. We'll talk about that next week. Yep. Till next time. Till next time.